please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you doing this week, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? I'm glad. I hope you're doing everything the doctors are telling you to. Have you kept your appointments so far this year? I hope so. It's only the second week. Uh, I want to tell you, I want to start off here. We're starting the year Excellent. We've picked up three new countries, three new countries listening to us, Turkey, Taiwan, and Norway. That's unbelievable. That's great. I want to welcome Turkey, Taiwan, and Norway to the listening family of an apple a day. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. So, you keeping those New Year's resolutions so far? I haven't heard from anybody yet. That says that they have kept them, but I'm listening. I'm here. I want to hear from you. Uh, I got a a little bit of feedback over last week's podcast. One is from Gary in Wisconsin. And I think I, I don't know, I must have set him off the wrong way. He is a little bit ticked off, I guess. He says he's disabled. He's home from the hospital and wants to know who I think I am that I'm telling him that he should get out of bed and get dressed, being that he's home, he's fresh out of the hospital, and he's hurt. Okay, so you're hurt. I I understand that. We all understand that. Everybody that's here listening to this understands that, Gary. And everyone that's here listening to this, nine times out of ten, we're in that same boat. We We've all been hurt we've all we we've all become disabled because of one reason or another the reason that i tell you not to sit around in your pajamas all day is because that can get you depressed my friend that can really really work on your psyche when you when you get up and you don't get dressed getting dressed is part of being human if you just sit in your pajamas 24 hours a day 7 days a week Number one, you begin to smell bad, (laughs) but it just plays on your brain. It's like you're vegging out and you're letting yourself just veg out. All right, getting dressed doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Evidently to you it does right at the moment, but it doesn't sound like that big of a deal to a lot of people. But getting up, getting dressed, that's just progressing with your day, trying to make your day as normal as possible, my friend. So it, it is a big deal. Another one that we got is from Karen in the Bronx. And she, she, I guess, took exception that I said you should eat three meals a day, three normal meals a day. I don't know what the problem is with that. Uh, you get up, you eat breakfast, you eat lunch, you eat dinner. You don't eat pizza for breakfast. You don't eat chips and pretzels for lunch. And you don't eat ice cream for dinner. I don't know what the problem is there. I know when I was first home from the hospital, and my mother-in-law, God bless her, God God rest her soul, she used to come to visit me every day. 
every day without fail, she was over at the house. My wife would leave for work. My mother-in-law was right there. And we got along great. Uh, Not too many people got got along with their in-laws like I got along with mine. And every day that she'd come over, she'd bring me over. She, well, she didn't bring it just for me, but she'd bring over a box of chocolate Entenmann's donuts and she'd bring me a chocolate shake from Carvel. And let me tell you something. For me, chocolate Entenmann's donuts and a chocolate shake, that's enough to make a fat man sin. And I'm talking to you from experience. That's the worst thing you can do. Really? So, Karen, eat regular meals. Eat cereal. Eat eggs for breakfast. Don't do like I did. I mean, I ended up having to go to Weight Watchers, and it was a lot harder to lose the weight than it was to put it on. Trust me. Especially when you're you're sick and you're just sitting there all day. Putting on weight is not a problem. When you can't get around like you used to and you're disabled, taking weight off is a problem. So don't put it on. If you can avoid it, don't put the weight on. You know, I'm not saying starve yourself. I'm not saying deny yourself a chocolate donut or something like that. But moderation. Eat things in moderation. And eat regular food as well. Just stay normal. Stay normal. Don't don't flip off the deep end because you're home. And don't act like a kid. Don't regress to being a child where you say, oh, jelly beans for breakfast. You know, jelly beans and milk instead of cereal. That's all I'm saying. So just keep focused. Eat regular meals. You can indulge yourself here and there, but just don't overdo it. Okay, and next we have Erin from Iowa. Erin writes that on January 3rd, she was admitted to the hospital with a heart attack. She writes, I had a blockage in my heart and had a heart attack. They had to put a stent in me. What do I do now? Should I get a will done? Should I get it done right away? The doctor says all is fine, but I'm so nervous with this stent and having a heart attack. I feel like I'm on borrowed time now. What's the next step? I'm only 43. Wow. Okay, Aaron. The first thing I want to tell you is calm down. Really, calm down. Uh, I'm sure the doctor explained to you what a stent is and what it does but I'm just going to go over it again real quick. When you have a stent put in, that means that you had a blockage in your your artery and they sent in the the probe and they got rid of the blockage and they put the stent in to open that artery up again. So it's not like there was a tremendous amount of damage. They got rid of the blockage and now your artery is open and your blood is flowing again. That's a good thing. And you're not on borrowed time. They extended your time. You were on borrowed time, actually, before they did this procedure. So that's a good thing. As far as making a will, I think everybody should have a will, okay? Uh, it's just common sense. Especially, you're in your 40s. Everyone should have a will. Now, as far as, are you going to die? Yeah, you're going to die. You're going to die I'm going to die. The doctor's going to die. Everybody's going to die. Not because you had a heart attack, but because you're human. We only have a set amount of time here on the earth. So that's just part of being human. You're going to die. But you're not going to die because you had a stent put in. I'm telling you this, again, from experience. And if it puts your mind at ease, I have 10 stents in me. That's right, 10. I have two in the artery that they call the Widowmaker, the one that's supposed to kill you right away. That was where my first heart attack was. 
That was the cause of my first heart attack. I had a massive block in the Widowmaker. But I've got 10 stents in me. One uh, or eight in my heart, one in my right carotid artery, and one in my right femoral artery. So trust me when I say you're not going to die from a stent. Now you do have to modify the way you've been living. And I'm going to tell you this right off. If you've been smoking, if you smoke, you have to quit. There's no ands or buts about it. I'm going to tell you a quick funny story. I've told this before in a podcast. I had my first heart attack on October 21st, 2007. That was the day I had my first two cents put in. I went to the hospital. I refused to go by ambulance. I went, I made my wife drive me. And I was a smoker at the time. And I smoked two to three packs of cigarettes a day. And when we got to the hospital, my wife said, get out right at the door. I said, no, no, no. I'm going to go with you. Go to the park. Go park the car. We got out of the car. She's running to go to the door. And I stopped and I took out a cigarette. I'm smoking a cigarette. And she says, do you realize you're probably having a heart attack? My wife's a nurse. I said, I'm not having a heart attack. I've got a pain in my elbow, you know. And she said, you're a moron. That <laughs> That's exactly what she said to me. And she ran inside. She got a nurse from inside. They came out with a wheelchair. Here I am smoking a cigarette. They get me in a wheelchair. They're pushing me and they push me into the chest pain center. I said, I don't have a pain in my chest. It's in my arm. Anyway, they get me up on the gurney. Doctor comes in. They start poking me with needles. They got all kinds of machines hooked up to me. And the doctor says, you're having a heart attack right now. And those are the most sobering words I've ever heard. So now he's got things kind of stabling out and he's making small talk with me. And I've got tears running down my my uh, my eyes and he's he's just trying to calm me down he says you know do you like fishing do you like hunting and my answer is no to everything so then he says to me he says do you smoke now i just put out a cigarette a few minutes ago and i said no and he looked at me and he says no i said no i quit i thought my wife was gonna fall off the chair he says when did you quit i said 15 minutes ago and honest to god i have never picked up a cigarette since when you smoke when you smoke Every time you take a drag off a cigarette, that makes your arteries constrict. So it catches all that plaque that's going through there. It just tightens it up. It's like packing a snowball in your arteries. So if, Aaron, if you smoke, please, please stop smoking. And don't go for this vapor stuff and all that other nonsense. Stop. Just stop. It's not as hard as everybody says it is. Yeah, you may gain a couple of pounds because you you want to do something put in your mouth. So you eat a couple of pieces of candy. Big deal. But stop. Stop, please. I'm begging you. But as far as it being the end of your end of your life, it's not. It's not. I thought the same thing in the very beginning. I was I was beyond consolable. My father died of a heart attack at age 49, but that was back before they even, they they had just started experimenting with pig valves. And that's all I could think of was my father. They didn't have anything like uh, stents or anything at that time. They did an angioplasty and they kept you in the hospital for a week, two weeks, or they could change the valve and use an experimental pig valve or give you an artificial heart and it looked like you had to carry around a suitcase to get an artificial heart. They, they were still experimenting with heart transplants at the time that my father passed away. So yeah, it's scary. It's frightening. The, those words, those words, heart attack, very sobering words. And just take it as a warning. Take it as a warning to modify your behavior, modify your habits, but don't, don't let it scare you into not living. You're, 
like the doctor said, things are things are okay. He wouldn't tell you they 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 are if they aren't. He has no he has no no reason to tell you things are fine. Go out and have a good time if they weren't. So trust the doctor. Do what the doctor tells you to do. He's probably gonna he's he probably if he hasn't done it already, he's probably gonna set you up with heart health. You know, uh, a rehab thing where they send you out walking, or he may set you up with an exercise plan at home. Make sure that you do the exercises. Most of it's walking, walking and cardio cardio work you know walk and get the blood flowing and just watch your diet follow the diet that they give you and everything's going to be fine trust me on this trust me please and you know what think of it like this if you're a spiritual person god's got plans for you you're still here so just relax relax enjoy the fact that you're still alive and don't don't just stop enjoy your life okay please just enjoy yourself Enjoy life. Take everything that it has to offer. Don't become a hermit because of a stent or a heart attack. Know what your limits are and stay within your limits. Really, it's that, I mean, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like I'm making light of it and I'm not. Having a heart attack is, is a big thing, but it's not as big as what it used to be, okay? So take care of yourself. Do what the doctor tells you. Make all, make sure you make all those appointments that they tell you to. They give you the exercises or they tell you to go to a rehab center. Go to the rehab center. It's not bad. Believe me, it's not bad. I went. Actually, I went quite a few times. So you're okay. Trust me. And if you want to make a will, good thing to make a will. I made a will before I had a heart attack. When I bought a house, it was the, the lawyer told me, make a will. So I did. Okay. Keep in touch with me, Aaron. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know how you're feeling. Now, speaking of wills and finances and stuff like that, uh, I just want to let you know the financial statements from Social Security Disability went out this week. Um, I received mine, actually. So keep an eye out in the mail for that. That's the statement that tells you how much money you actually made this uh, last year actually, um, and how much came out for Medicare and how much you actually got paid. And that's important. You need that to file your taxes. And yes, you do have to file taxes. And again, if you don't believe me, I would tell you strongly, check with a tax consultant or check with a CPA. But I was told by a CPA that as a person on disability receiving Social Security, you do have to file taxes. And I've been filing taxes ever since. I've told other people and they were surprised. And when they did file taxes, they actually got a refund because of child credits and stuff like that. But anyhow, keep an eye out in the mail for it and check with the tax consultant to see that you do have to file taxes. All right, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back in 30 seconds or so. A shake of a lamb's tail. Okay, see you on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find connections to our private chat board, our private chat rooms. You're also going to find that we're sponsored now by As Seen on TV. And there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out. So you get a minute, go over there, check out www.famousapple.com. Tell your friends about us. But don't go until we finish the conversation. Let's get back to it. And we're back. Ah, that wasn't too long. I know you missed me. 
dry up the tears. I'm back. <laughs> All right. This next segment here. Okay. Um, this, this, the language in this next segment may get a little bit harsh. I want to just give you a little bit fair warning because this is something that just totally twists my drawers. Okay. I want to ask how many people listening to this podcast have a hard time affording their medication? I know sometimes I do. The, my insulin costs a small fortune. Some of, some of my other medications, uh, I have one that I take that costs me $50 a month on top of everything else. And I take a bowl full of medication daily and I need it to stay alive. I know I'm not the only one that has a problem with this. You hear stories all the time about senior citizens. They have to choose whether or not they're going to eat a dinner or they're going to take their medication because they can't afford both, right? Well, here, there was an article in the New York Post on January 8th, and I hope you're all sitting down for this because this sent me over the edge when I read it. The article says, that the headline on the article says, State Department spends $598,000 to give away free syringes. Yes, you heard me right. To give away free syringes. Now, not to diabetics or anything like that. They're giving them to the junkies that are shooting up in the city of New York. They're giving it to them so they don't get AIDS. And that's only to one company. That's only to one nonprofit organization. They're giving them $598,000 to hand out free syringes. It says here the group, the Corner Project, which is the group that's getting $598,000, is only one of 14 nonprofits that are paid a total of $5.9 million of taxpayer funds annually to distribute syringes supplied by the state in a bid to stem the spread of HIV amongst junkies. So they're giving junkies clean syringes so that they can shoot up so that they don't get sick. And meanwhile, people who are sick, not because they're shooting up to get high, but they're sick because they're diabetic, or they have cancer, or they have some other disease. They can't get supplies for free. Oh no, heaven forbid that should happen, because these people actually work for a living. These people actually did what they were supposed to do. These people went out and broke their ass every day working at a job and happened to get sick. But these junkies that they want to take care of, they don't want them to get sick. They don't want them to get AIDS. They don't want them to get HIV. I say lock them in lock them in a cell on an island somewhere. Let them get HIV. Let them get whatever they want. They're doing this to themselves. I am so sick and tired of the average person that does the right thing getting screwed. And in this state, New York State, thank you, Governor Cuomo, for screwing us once again. If you're a diabetic in this state, do you know what it costs to buy strips to test your blood sugar? Do you know you need a prescription for, for strips? You still have to buy the hypodermic needles to shoot insulin, but yet you'll give it to a junkie. And they're giving them 10 at a time, but the city council got upset because they went, they went out and they seen the corner project. They weren't just giving them 10, giving them 10, 10 needles. 
They weren't just giving them 10. They were giving them 15, more than they were allotted to give them. So these people are giving the junkies 15 needles. And you got people with diabetes that are reusing needles because they don't have enough to get them through the month. But you'll give free needles to the junkies so that they can shoot up and veg out on a corner somewhere. The people in the neighborhood where they park these vans. Here, there's one van that they park. It's right in front of a subway within walking distance of five schools. There's a young girl that's going to work. She says she has to walk around the junkies laying on the floor who have needles sticking out of their arms and they look like they're dead. But they're so high. But that's okay, right, Governor Cuomo? Right, Mayor de Blasio? Oh my God. God, you sick bastards. Don't take care of the people that work and pay taxes. Don't care don't take care of the people that have worked and paid taxes. Don't take care of the disabled. Don't take care of the senior citizens. Take care of the junkies and the illegals. Let's throw them into the pack too. You got de Blasio out there. Oh, free Medicaid, Medicare for everybody. Unless you work for a living and then you pay. All you have to do is be a lazy bastard and not work in this state and oh, they'll take care of everything for you. Unless of course you worked. Then they'll tell you when you receive Social Security, it's some kind of entitlement program, which it's not, which we were forced to pay on, pay into. But this here, this is adding insult to injury. This is adding salt to the wound. And not only this, there's, there's one group here. They went into St. Mary's Park in the Bronx, and they went in there with a whole shoot-up kit. A shoot-up kit. They went in there with three syringes. Uh, where is it? Three syringes, plastic ampules of sterile water, a metal cup to mix up the heroin to shoot up with and bandages for the junkies and they were upset that there were no junkies in the park because the police were there because the month before they found 20,000 discarded needles in a park where the kids can't play but they'll give them more needles and then mayor de blasio he's putting up drop boxes where you can put your dirty needles yeah like these freaking people care where they put their dirty needles i am so blown away by this bullshit you know i used to think it was just california i used to think it was the officials in california that were out of their mind now i see it's california on the west coast new york on the east coast what a bunch of morons and why take care, like I said, why take care of the people that have worked and paid taxes into these states? Why? That would be foolish, right? Take care of the ones that don't work. Take care of the ones that live on the streets and shoot up just so they can feel good about themselves. And then give the cops, don't forget, got to give the cops Narcon in case these idiots overdose. And then the cops can stop, give them a shot of Narcon, bring them back to life, bring them to a, uh, an emergency room so they can be checked. Got to make sure they're physically fit so they can go back out and shoot up again or go back out, go back over to the, the corner project van, get 10 more needles or 15, whatever they're giving out that day, and go pick up more heroin and shoot up again. They know they're not going to die because some cop will come up with Narcon and bring them back to life and bring them back to the hospital, have them checked, they'll get a free meal and they'll be out on the street again. What kind of joke is this it makes me sick it really makes me sick remember this when it comes time to vote these are the people that are screwing us you're disabled you can't get help with your medication you're getting social security disability you're getting too much money to get help with your medication i guess what you have to be is a screw-up you have to be just a screw-up 
Oh, I'm sorry. I had to get that out. If you want to read this article, it's from January 8th. It's in the New York Post. Uh, the title of the article is State Health Department Spends 598000 to Give Away Free Syringes. But when you get down into the article, you find out that that's only to one company. Over the 14 other nonprofits, they're spending $5.9 million that could be used to take care of our senior citizens, that could be used to take care of our disabled people, but they'd rather spend it on junkies. Anyhow, you know what? If you live in New York or you live in California, because they're doing the same thing in California, needle exchanges. I've never heard of such nonsense. That's like saying, take killers, take, take, the, take serial killers. They're out of bullets, so bring in your empty shells and we'll give you reloads. What's happening to this world? What's happening? Oh, people. You know what? The only thing you can do is pray. Like I've said before, I'm not a holy roller. I'm not. But you have to look at what you can do. You can pray and you can vote these maniacs out of office. Oh. Anyhow, I want to thank you for stopping by today. I want to thank you for coming back on a regular basis. Welcome to the new year. <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Hey, and listen, listen, no matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's someone striving to get in your position. Look, I want you to stop by, visit www.famousapple.com. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can reach me at jimmy at famousapple.com. Okay? Hey, do me a favor. Leave us a rating on the podcast here. You can leave us a message in the message box or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Okay? I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, my friends. A great, great weekend. And I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. And I'm Jimmy Apple. See you next time. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.